The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Welcome, everyone, to the My Bible Works podcast. I'm your host, Cub Cooker. I'm so excited to be with you today. We have an incredible message for you today on the concept of reciprocity in the Bible. We're going to talk about serving others becoming last and becoming first, and what it really means to wash the feet of others as Christ did. We'll talk more about that on this episode. You don't want to miss a beat coming up after the intro. Welcome to the MyBible.Works podcast. I'm your host, Cub Cooker. In this tribe, we believe God reveals secrets to us and we expect spiritual treasure. The kingdom of God is in our midst, inside us and around us. We are thankful to have been given much and know we will receive even more. We renew our minds daily through scripture and the power of prayer. We manifest our faith through thought, emotion, prayer, and action. We believe the word of God is highly effective and sharper than any sword. Welcome and smash that subscribe button. Welcome back, everyone. I am Cub Cooker. I am your host for this show as well as mentor. I'm not a pastor or scholar here. I'm just a guy that loves the Bible, loves to dive into it with this community. That's why I started this ministry, so that we could look for the truth hidden in plain sight right on the pages of our very own Bible so that we can watch God work in our lives through us, for us, and with us. So today we're going to talk about the concept of reciprocity. We're going to be looking at a concept of getting a gift from God, taking that gift, multiplying it, sharing it with others, and receiving infinitely more. This is not a selfish thing. This is a law that God has set up, and it is very clear in the Bible that if we give, we will receive. So we're going to dive in today as we do every day. If you haven't joined on MyBible.Works, you can go to www.MyBible.Works. It's completely free. Join a wonderful growing community over there of other people who want to help mentor you to your full potential. And you can do the same with others as we explore God's word together. Let's dive in. So today we're going to start with 1 Peter 4.10 in the ESV. Now if you're new on this show or you're listening on the podcast, this is a Mindscape podcast. And that means that we have music in the background, we have visuals for you to watch if you're watching, and we literally just go through the Bible and the scriptures together and let God speak to us through a time of meditation and reflection on the words. 1 Peter 4.10 in the ESV, As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. We know that God gives to each of us in varied ways and multiple, multiple talents and gifts that he has bestowed upon each of his children. And that if we're good stewards of those, we can serve one another with those. 
to display God's varied grace within the body of Christ, within us, the church. This is the Get Your House in Order series. We're going through the FATHOM acronym, Faithful, Aware, Tending, Helping, Overflowing, and Moldable. And today we're talking about helping. Tomorrow we'll talk about overflowing and then moldable. And uh, today we're going to dive into what it looks like to help others and then receive that help or that blessing from our Father. So the meaning of fathom is to understand after much thought, as we've talked about. And we're merely using this as an acronym for when times get tough or scary, what do you do to prepare? You can't fathom what's going on in the world. So we can look to the word fathom to become faithful, aware, tending, helping, overflowing, and moldable people. How to keep helping others with your gifts in scary times. We don't know what the world will bring upon us or the economy or the state of pandemics or social climates or the actual climate. We don't know. We can only speculate. We can look to prophecy. We can look to the signs in the heavens that God set before us. But we don't know what will happen, and that's where faith comes in. And one way we can exercise and strengthen our faith is by helping others. Others are scared, just as we might be, but our faith should prevail in hard times and manifest itself in help to others. Acts 20, 33-35 in the Christian Standard Bible, I have not coveted anyone's silver or gold or clothing. You yourselves know that I worked with my own hands to support myself and those who are with me. In every way I have shown you that it is necessary to help the weak by laboring like this and to remember the words of the Lord Jesus because he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Now we can take this as merely another Bible story that we've heard in Sunday school class or church and look at the idea of some far off spiritual concept that when we give something or some time or talent to someone else, that God blesses us, that God counts it on our holy ledger of works. When really, this is saying something much deeper, I believe. He says it is more blessed to give than to receive. When we are overflow to others, God has no choice but to pour back into us because we're doing the very work his will desires on this planet. I believe that when we open up our hands, our house, our tables, our talents, and our time to others, that God blesses us in ways that are not just receiving back the same thing that we gave, but receiving infinitely more power, strength, wisdom, knowledge, understanding, resources, financial wellness, health and well-being, everything that we need towards that mission, towards the giving that our heart has stirred. This is not a forced labor that we do. This is a necessary labor to help the weak, to help those in need of a good word, to help those in need of the truth. 
And guys, they are right before our very eyes in our own churches, in our own homes, in our own cities. You do not have to go far to find those that need Christ. So I believe this is a beautiful representation of what it means to work with our own hands, support ourselves and our households, and then to give to those in need. And that is where this ministry came out of, is the idea of pouring into other people's lives with the gifts that God has given me. That is not a bragging right, but rather a life mission. And when I started this ministry, Just weeks before, I told God, I said, I'm ready to start my life's work. I'm tired of playing around in the sandbox with all these different things that you've given me and that you've sparked my interest towards. I'm ready to combine them all into one powerhouse that starts the work that you have willed for me in my life. And that is where the My Bible Works ministry came from. 1 Peter 4:10 through 11 in the Amplified Bible Just as each one of you has received a special gift, a spiritual talent, an ability graciously given by God, employ it in serving one another as is appropriate for good stewards of God's multifaceted grace, faithfully using the diverse, varied gifts and abilities granted to Christians by God's unmerited favor. Whoever speaks to the congregation is to do so as one who speaks the oracles, utterances, the very words of God. Whoever serves the congregation is to do so as one who serves by the strength which God abundantly supplies, so that in all things God may be glorified, honored, and magnified through Jesus Christ to whom belongs the glory and dominion forever and ever. And guys, this is the essence of what it means to believe, to have faith, to be transformed, to know something, to know who you are, to have the knowing that others don't, and to exercise that knowing into something eternal. Luke 6:38 in the ESV Give it and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over will be put into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. And I believe this is more than giving a $5 bill to a homeless person on the corner or packing meals for a local outreach. I believe this goes to the very heart of who God has transformed us into, to let Christ reign through us and become like him, to open our homes, our hearts, our bank accounts, our talents, and our very core essential being to God's goodwill. When we pour out the energy of the universe that God is flowing through us into others around us, God pours infinitely good measure, pressed down, shaken together, compacted like an absolute neutron star full of power and glory measured back to us to go out and live our destiny for Christ. John 13, 12 through 14, when he had washed their feet and put on his outer garments, and resumed his place. He said to them, Do you understand what I have done to you? 
You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for I am. If then your Lord and teacher have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. The idea of washing feet in the Jewish culture was more than just a formality of entering the home. This was welcoming a stranger and making them a guest, an honored one, a part of the family, welcomed at the table and within the home, worthy to walk on the ground inside the home as a member of the home. And the beautiful thing about this, I believe, and what I have taken from the story, the multiple stories in the Bible of the washing of feet, is that the places we have been matter no more, only the places that God is taking us. Mark 9:35, and he sat down and called the twelve, and he said to them, If anyone would be first, he must be last of all and servant of all. When we look to Christ, we often see this deity, this white cloud coming in the sky, this lion. But the essence of who Christ was is the deity of God, yes, but also the humanity of man, the least among us, the servant to all. And that through that service, through that knowing, through that meditation, is the infinite power of the universe. Because when you serve all, you are connected to all. And when you serve all, you receive the all's power. Matthew twenty-five thirty-five through 40 For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? And when did we see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer to them, Truly I say to you, As you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. And so we see that level of service go even deeper in that serving the least of these, we are serving the living Christ in us. What a beautiful measure that we can give. This comes out of a place of knowing and power, not a place of fear and obligation. There is no obligation in Christ other than to love and be love. Other than to reflect him and let him live through us and to become like him. To share the mind of Christ, the consciousness of the living Christ in this world. To open our hands, our hearts, our times, our talents, our very being and become vulnerable before others. Not in a way that leaves us wary but in a way that allows God to pour more power into us, into our lives. By serving with our hands, God is pouring into our hearts. Proverbs 19.17 in the ESV, Whoever is generous to the poor lends to the Lord, and he will repay him for his deed. 
as with many, many verses in the Bible, looking a bit deeper into the original translation of them will merit us a completely different view of what a verse is saying. So let's look at Proverbs 19.17. We're going to go into the Strong's to look at the original Hebrew of what this means. Kindness to the poor is a loan to the Lord, and he will repay the lender. As we look into each word, starting with kindness, kindness is to bend, stoop in kindness to an inferior, to favor, bestow, implore. To the poor is the dangling, the weak, the thin, those that are barely hanging on. While this is easily translated as the homeless or the unclothed or the hungry, how many among us are dangling by a thread mentally, financially, spiritually? How many are weak and thin in resolve in their own power that God desires to pour through them? Is alone translated to twine, to unite, to remain, to borrow, to lend. We see that to borrow and to lend is to unite with someone or something. We borrow money from a bank. We are united and entwined with them in a legal binding document. So when we show kindness to the poor, we are entwined, united, and remaining in God in a legally binding document. The Lord is Yahweh, the proper name of the God of Israel. He will repay, translated in to be safe, to be completed, to be friendly, to reciprocate. And here's that concept of reciprocity. What we give, we will also receive. The measure we give, we will have poured out unto us. And he will repay. Yahweh will reciprocate the unity, the loan, the lending that we pour out to the dangling, the weak, and the thin as we stoop in kindness and offer favor, bestowment, and implore others. The lender is the third person masculine of us, our collective, our we that give without thought because we have been given much. What a beautiful, beautiful lesson today, guys. I love these because I teach these first and foremost to myself and I always come away you can tell the moments in this when I just something hits me, something deep that hint, that hits me, and the idea of being united, entwined, and tied to God when we give, when we lend our very being to those who are dangling by a thread. As we wrap up today, Proverbs eleven twenty five: Whoever brings blessing will be enriched. And one who waters will water himself, or will himself be watered. Guys, absolutely beautiful, absolutely life-changing when you get this, 
when you understand this, when you know who God is, when you know who he is inside of you, when you know who he says you are, it changes you from the inside out and you begin to pour your beingness into others because you know your beingness is the beingness of God. And that is why Christ died for us. That is why he set us free. That is why he came and became our master and our Lord. That is why we can pour into others and immediately be filled ourselves. There is always enough. I have everything I need and you have everything you need in God. 1 John 3.18 Little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and truth. Some of these go without explanation and this is one of them. We can say it, but do we step out on it? In deed and in truth. Wrapping up, Hebrews 13, 16. Do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. Today's questions as we end the session. When faced with the end of the world or your idea of the world, or in scary times, as we say on the show, are you serving others from your gifts? Are you opening your table to those in need of spiritual and physical blessings? Are you washing the feet of the travelers who come in and through your life? I like to think that as I grow in my understanding of who God is in me and who God says I am, that these become increasingly easy things to do and not the forced servitude that many of us had been raised with. I hope you've enjoyed today's lesson or session as we call them. I hate calling them lessons because a lesson implies a teacher and I'm merely a mentor having a session with all of us in the community as we learn, as we grow, as we dive into the scriptures and let God bring revelation upon us every single episode. It happens to me every episode. And I know from the wonderful comments from you guys that it is for you as well. So I thank you for being here and being a part of this ministry. If you want to help support it, I don't monetize this channel currently. So you can click the link down below and become a partner of this ministry. And you get some awesome perks with that as well as the satisfaction of knowing that we can continue this ministry in the future. You can also buy my book. It's on Amazon, on Kindle. It's called God-Given Gifts of Brilliance. And if you like today's lesson, that's a perfect companion book to look into your life, into the gifts that God has given you, the path that you've been on. And like I did before we started this ministry, start your life's walk today. I hope it blesses you as it has me and many others. We love you. Thank you for being a part of this family. And until next time, peace. If you enjoyed that episode, be sure and hit that subscribe button. That's the best way you can support us here on the channel. If you love growing in love and finding out more about God in the heavenly realms, then head over to mybible.works and engage in our free community. Let's grow in truth together.